good. Uh, we are going to do Q&A this morning, and so if you have a uh, cell phone, you can copy that number down and send me a question after the message, or you can use one of the Ask Pastor Brad cards in your seat pocket. Why don't we pray before we go further? Holy God, we are grateful for your presence. We are grateful that you've brought us together to be with you so that we might all be conformed more to the likeness of Christ. We pray your Holy Spirit would open our ears, our minds, our eyes, help us see where you want us to go, what you want us to do. Amen. Imagine this. A tornado has hit your neighborhood. You wake up in the morning, and after you wake up, you realize your house is in shambles. What's more, there's a big bump on your head. You get out of bed, oh my goodness, everything looks familiar, but why it's there and why you're there, you have no idea. Whatever bumped you on the head has given you a case of amnesia. So you dig around, you find some clothes, and you head out the front door, and there you are, and everything outside is in shambles. And here you are in the big, bad world. You don't know what to do, though. Well, how would you? You don't know who you are. A neighbor across the street is cleaning up his yard. He sees you, and he waves. You walk over to the neighbor, and he says, Oh, my goodness, quite a storm. You okay? Well, I'm not sure. You say, "I, I, I don't think I know who I am. Oh, come on, he says. You're and he gives you your name. Hmm, you've lived there for 10 years. I can't believe you don't know who you are. You're like, well, thank you. The name is helpful, but that's that's not really much to go on. Can you tell me, what do I do? (laughs) He says, well, you're a, let's say you're an accountant. You're an accountant. Oh, okay, I'm an accountant, all right. And at that moment, a car pulls pulls up. It's your carpool. They say, quite a storm last night. How you doing? You okay to go to work? Well, yeah, I think so. Well, hop in, we're late. So you get in the car and you head off to work. And while you're there, you do what accountants do. You crunch numbers and you find you're actually kind of good at it. And all's well until 5 p.m. You get in the car and your carpool takes you home and drops you off. But now what? You know your name, you know you have a job, But now what? Knowing you're an accountant helps you at work, of course, but what about the rest of your life? You go in the house, you flip on the TV. You carefully observe everyone on the TV, and you're trying to figure out, what do people like you do? Well, it appears from what you see on TV that people like you spend money, search for sex, and fight each other. That must be it, you figured it out. You figured out who you are. Your name is Ted, let's say. You're an accountant, and you make money, you search for sex, and you fight people. You have found your identity. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but isn't that the way a lot of people actually move through their lives? They don't know who they are, and so they let the culture and the environment they live in dictate who they are, and it's completely random. It's what I call shoot from the hip 
living. There's no rhyme or reason, and so you just kind of act on instinct, and you muddle your way through, hoping not to be killed or go bankrupt. But what if one day you get a letter, and the letter reads something like this? Dear so-and-so, it is with great joy that I write this letter. I am your father, and I love you. We got separated, and the world has been uh, working hard to keep us from knowing each other. But I won't let the world stand in my way. I want us to be together, because in knowing me, you'll know who you are. The names and the titles the word has given you are not your true identity. Your name is child of God, and your life is not an accident. It has purpose. And knowing me, you'll find that purpose. And knowing me, you'll find out who you are. And then you'll know how to live. I'll show you how to live abundantly, eternally even. I know it's hard to believe considering all the lies you've been told, but I am the truth. I love you, and I'm longing for you to love me. I can't wait for you to know me more. Love God. Huh. Well, that's kind of helpful. You received some words, and these words are actually encouraging. They're actually helpful. These words indicate by knowing this person, you might actually come to know who you are, and then you might actually know what to do. How did this relationship begin? What was the revealing that helped lead you to this truth? Some words were given. And if those words are true, it might change everything. Now, we're starting a new series. It's going to go three weeks. It's called The Word. <laughs> the goal here is for us to wrestle with this word. Why are these words important? Why the Bible? Well, one illustration could be, as I just sought to indicate, is that the Bible is like a love letter to us. But what else is the Bible? Why the Bible? Well, we could say the Bible is important because it shows us who we are and what to do. Here I have another illustration, a mirror. Why is a mirror helpful? Have you thought about that? Well, I think a mirror is helpful because it reflects something that's true. For example, if I step in front of this mirror, I see me. I don't see you. I don't look at the mirror and see someone else. I actually see me. This is a reflection of Brad. Now, you might say, well, uh, I'm not only my body. Absolutely, perfectly true. I believe that. But you're not not your body. We're actually going to do a whole series starting in March on the body. Something that's important is to recognize that God gave you a body as part of his image bearing. So the fact that you look in the mirror and you see a physical representation of you, well, that's actually true. That's me. That's not you. Also, when I look in a mirror, what I see are often, well, let's, let's go back to about 5 a.m. this morning when I first looked in the mirror. What you would have seen are dark circles under my eyes, very messy hair, pajamas that would have, they're Winnie the Pooh pajamas, okay? Um, 
but they wouldn't be appropriate for now. I understand that. Um, I would see a number of things that would be necessary to change to be appropriate for this particular occasion. One of the things a mirror does is it helps you see what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be adjusted, what needs to be helped. God's Word is like that. It tells us who we are. It tells us some things that we might need to do. Look at this verse. Let's read it together, shall we? Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Yeah, a mirror is very helpful. That's me. What if I walked away and I suddenly forgot who I was? What if I suddenly lost touch with what I should do to make an adjustment to be who I am called to be? Let me ask you this. What do you use to discover who you are? and what you should do. Secondly, the Bible, why the Bible? Well, we could say it protects us from lies. To be protected from lies is incredibly important. Now, what do I have right here? I have a sword. I like that sword. I, like, I actually like this one better. Yeah, I've seen the Karate Kid 27 times. (laughs) (laughs) Ephesians 6 says that God's word is the sword of the spirit. Now, why is a sword helpful? Well, a sword actually helps us defend ourselves. It is actually offense as well. Jesus says our enemy uses a particular weapon, lies. Jesus says our enemy is the father of, of lies. So how would you defend yourself against lies? It would be very helpful to have something that would tell you the truth. How would you defend against lies? You'd have a sword that would separate fact from fiction, right? Read this passage with me. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Have you ever believed a lie for a long time and suddenly realized, oh my goodness, that was actually not true? It's actually freeing to learn the truth. How do we defend against the lies. God has given us his word to defend against the lies. Thirdly, let's go ahead and turn out the lights. We would say God's word illuminates God's best for us. It illuminates God's best for us. So you're moving through life and let's just admit it. There are parts of this world that are very dark. In the darkness, it's easy to become very afraid because often we don't know where to step in this life if it's very, very dark. And so, it's actually quite helpful. Oops, sorry. There we go. It's actually quite helpful to have a light. One, a light shows me where I am. Oh, I'm about to step off a cliff. That's good to know, isn't it? A light also helps me know where I can place my foot so that I might move forward in a way 
that is safe. Let me ask you something. What do you have to illuminate the path for your life? Psalm 119, 105, let's read this, says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. What do you use to illuminate your path? Is it just random? Or is there something that actually is eternal that will always light that path? So, we have... Um, sorry? So that's God's Word. We're going to talk more about it over the next couple of weeks. What's your plan in 2019 to grow in God's Word? Do you have a plan? If you don't have a plan, you're essentially planning to fail. <laughs> and you will move through 2019, and it'll essentially kind of look like 2018 or 16, 17, whatever. Do you have a plan? What we would like to do here at Faith Covenant Church is we have a goal to equip every person who is following Jesus to grow deeper in God's word so they might know the truth of what it means to follow Jesus and then be so equipped to then help others follow Jesus. And I'd like to bring up Rick Drink. Rick Drink is going to help me talk about a plan uh, that will help all of us grow in our relationship with God. Rick, I'm going to let you sit right there. I'm going to sit right here. And I'm not even going to bring all that over. I'll bring this. Uh, Rick Drink, you've been a member here for a long time. Yes. And uh, you, uh, Rick, are uh, the executive director of Discovery Ministries. What's, what's the purpose of Discovery Ministries? Discovery Ministry we developed a number of years ago. To, uh, the byline is to help people discover and experience the reality of God in their lives. Very good. When I first came to faith, uh, Rick and I got together, and he told me about... Uh, the purpose of, of what he does and what his ministry has done. And um, I knew that we had a call here at Faith to make disciples who make disciples. And Rick had actually spent five decades plus uh, trying to figure out what are helpful tools to help people learn what it means to follow Jesus. And so Rick has been discipling me over the past couple of years. And my life with you has been incredibly helpful. I'm actually more excited about following Jesus, more excited about his word than any time in my life, I could say. And part of that is because of your discipling me, and I appreciate that. I also feel now more equipped than ever to disciple other people. And for that, uh, I thank you. Um, Rick, how did you, you came to Christ as an adult, actually. How, how did that happen? Well, I always believed in God in the sense that God was out there, but really knew nothing about what that meant in my life or how that related to who I was. At the university, I met with some people who began to talk about this idea of a personal relationship with God, which was new to me, uh, and what that really meant. And over a process of time of just someone talking to me and asking me questions, I came to the point of saying yes to Jesus, uh, come into my life and be part of my life, not really knowing all that that meant, but I saw a dramatic change right away into who I was, what I was doing, and that began an adventure of many years trying to, again, figure some of that out and where that would take me. 
Okay. Of, of the illustrations I use today, or, or maybe any of the other illustrations of the scriptures, uh, is there one in particular these days that is speaking to you about the importance of God's word in your life? As you do that, I think all three uh, are meaningful, and sometimes at different times they mean sure. different things and are very helpful in understanding. I think of the, uh, the light particularly because mm-hmm. the Bible is revealing, I mean it reveals things to us, things that we could not and would not know otherwise. Hmm. And so that's very helpful because we're always, uh, God doesn't leave us to chance, God provides us the information so we can live by choice rather than just by chance. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, it's interesting as I'm processing this, it's uh, all of us are, are looking, all of us look for some words to help be a light, to defend us from lies, and, and to reflect who we are. Everyone, doesn't matter whether you're an atheist, a Buddhist, or, or a Christian, uh, everyone is using some, something to help illumine the path, illuminate the path. And uh, the question is, what's true and, and what's not? Uh, this thing that, well, let me give some background. So uh, last year, Rick invited me to be a part of a, a, a gathering, like four other people, and do something called Discovery Bible Experience. Um, and, and we sat down together, we looked at a passage of scripture, and, and Rick led us through a process. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a pastor, I've been doing ministry for almost three decades now, and as, as I was invited into this, I was a little arrogant and thought, well, you know, what else am I gonna learn here? What I learned is, uh, I was arrogant. <laughs> and, and what I also learned is that uh, the process that Rick, you didn't, I don't know, if, maybe that you discovered. I, you didn't create it because, you know, we would say the Holy Spirit created that in you. But the process is incredibly helpful, I found. And in, in ways that other things that I've used to grow in God's word um, weren't as helpful. And so maybe let's start with this. You talk about um, uh, discovery, Bible, experience. Why are, what are, why are the words discovery and experience very important in this journey that we're on in uh, coming to know Christ? When I was in uh, seminary after a number of years and uh, began to uh, look at some learning theories and, and just my own struggles of trying to understand things and so on, uh, the whole idea of learning theory became important to me. And the idea of discovery is your active involvement in a process makes a big difference on what that process does and where it goes in your life. So discovery became an important part of, we discover things, we're not just told things. And in the past I was told things, but what I discovered made a big difference in what I was doing. So in times in the Bible, instead of just hearing, it was, can we discover what God wants us to know? And so the word discovery became an important part because it's a very important ingredient in the whole process of learning. Okay, and what about the, well, I'm gonna answer my own question here about experience for a second. Um, I did a Discovery Bible Experience. So last, our small group leaders are being trained in Discovery Bible Experience. We met last Sunday night at 5.30. We're gonna meet again this Sunday night, tonight at 5.30. So if, if you weren't a part of last week, please come tonight. If you were a part of last week, please come tonight. We're gonna to grow in understanding what it is to lead people through Discovery Bible Experience. What I discovered last week was uh, Psalm 130, verse five, that was the, we were looking at Psalm 130, and there it says, uh, uh, the writer indicates, I will put my hope in your word. And that struck me as something interesting, put my hope in your word. Why are words 
important? Why would it be important that I would put my hope in God's word? And so I've started processing it. <laughs> and when Rick talks a lot about the, the importance of processing, of, of having to think about these things, not just being told them. So I began to process. And one of the things I realized is uh, in every relationship you have, in every relationship I have, words are vital to the health of the relationship. For example, if Rick and I are in a friendship, it's been a, a faithful friendship, and over time, I've learned that when Rick says something, I can trust it. He's not lying to me. So I trust his words. His, his word is not separate from who he is as a person. What if Rick suddenly started lying to me? Well, those words would actually affect my experience with Rick. His true words are important to my experience with Rick, but if he were to tell me lies, then those words would affect my experience with Rick. One of the things Christians want is an experience of God, and I think we have all kinds of experiences with God. Sometimes God wraps his arms around us. Sometimes he lifts us up, and we, we feel, you know, in our inner being, the fullness of God, but we can't separate the fact that God has chosen to experience a relationship with us by giving us a word that is true. Your experiences with each other cannot be separated from words in that relationship. Our relationship, our experience of God can't be separated from the fact that God has given us a word and that word is true and faithful. Rick, can you give us a, a picture? What, what's a thumbnail sketch of what Discovery Bible Experience is? Uh, we often talk about <clears throat> we want to be thinking orientated rather than answer orientated. And sometimes if you know the answers, you think you're okay. But in Romans, it says God says, changes your life by changing the way you think. And as I say, if you want to change the way you think, the first thing you have to do is start thinking. <laughs> and so we want to get in the word in a way that engages us in the process. So it, what developed out of this was a way to get us in the word that we begin thinking about it. What is God saying to us? Why is he saying it to us? What do we do with it? And so instead of trying to comprehensive understand everything, which was frustrating to me as I got in the Bible and the whole idea is you, you have to know everything, uh, I found as you go through a particular portion of Scripture, our process is we process stuff together, brainstorm together in a small group or people, uh, and as you then pick out one thing and you begin going deeper on one thing, that one thing becomes more meaningful to you and you often hear what God is saying to you or showing you. And as God does that, then you begin to process that and it begins to stick. And the difference that happens is you are experiencing something from God saying to you, showing you. What does that do? It brings you in contact with God. And the question of why do we want to be in contact with God is very simple. We are not independent, self-created beings. We only, our life only makes sense when we're connected to our creator. So our time in the word in the proper way enables us to actually connect with our creator, which is part of our process of becoming complete as people. I want to give a, 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 an illustration of why this is helpful. So uh, I've learned uh, to do Discovery Bible Experience with others by uh, hanging out with Rick. This past week, uh, a young person, a college student uh, heading toward ministry through a contact, contacted me and said, I would like to be, uh, would, would you mentor me uh, toward ministry? 
And so we sat down together and I said, uh, I won't be your mentor, I will disciple you. And um, I said, what I'd like to do is I'd like to first teach you something called Discovery Bible Experience. I'd like to, look, I'd like to teach you how you can discover God speaking to you from his word. The, the, the actual process that Rick and I have been a part of, uh, that we've done with other people, I've learned actually helps me as I seek to help others. And again, we're disciples seeking to equip more disciples. So my goal as your pastor is that every person who calls Faith Covenant Church home learns how to do Discovery Bible Experience. It's not brain surgery. It's actually very simple, but it's very, very helpful. And so, like I said, we've been training our small group leaders in Discovery Bible Experience. We're also, on Wednesday nights, going to be offering Discovery Bible Experience. Uh, actually, we're going to start in this room this Wednesday at 6.30. And so, if I may, um, I'd like to... Uh, Jeff, can you put up that pathway? Uh, not that one. Good call, though. That one, yeah. So... What I, I call this our, our pathways to deeper intimacy with God and with each other. This is, I put this together simply so you know the plan uh, that, the, that we have here at Faith to help uh, grow disciples. One, we gather together on Sunday mornings. This is what we're doing right now. The church is always gathered in community. But I recognize also that there, is, there needs to be space within our church for people to ask the big questions. Let's say you're a skeptic. Let's say you're brand new to the faith. Let's say you're, you're like um, depressed about your faith. You don't know where to go next. We needed to create a space where people could ask the tough questions. And so we created space for something called Alpha. Alpha starts this Wednesday at 6 p.m. If you or someone you know is uh, looking to jumpstart their faith or is just at the beginning of their journey, I'm going to ask you to invite them this this Wednesday to Alpha. Free dinner, great talk, and then small group discussion. Uh, you can register for that online. But I was also looking over the years, what's, what's Alpha's beta? What's the next step after Alpha? And then that's when I thought, you know what? A next step after Alpha would be great if people could learn how to do Discovery Bible experience. So if, you haven't ta if you've taken Alpha, maybe your next step this season is to take Discovery Bible Experience, uh, either in your small home group or Wednesday nights uh, here in this building. We're going to start this, this Wednesday at 6.30. You can register for it online. Please do so because it just helps know, us know you're coming. We also, another part of the journey is we have something we call our shape class. Our shape class is another part of the journey that helps you discover how God has wired you, how his purpose in putting you together. That's Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Our men's ministry is doing Discovery Bible Experience. Our women's ministry is doing a great Beth Moore study on Tuesday mornings and on Wednesday nights at 6.30. Uh, we have uh, an, a class on uh, the, the uh, patriarch uh, Abraham on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. We have uh, a prayer small group meeting on um, Sunday mornings that you can be a part of. We have shape on Sunday mornings. All this is to let you know that there are great resources for you in 2019 to grow in your relationship with Christ. My call for all of us is sometime over the next 12 months, make sure you take Alpha, make sure you're trained in Discovery Bible Experience, 
and take the shape class. And there are a bunch of other great things too. I'd love for you to do that. We have community Bible study, which is on Monday nights, another great resource. So, if you're not growing in 2019, that's not our fault. <laughs> there, is, there is plenty for you to be involved in uh, on, uh, on, uh, throughout our ministry here at Faith Covenant Church. How are we doing on time? We have time for some Q&A. If you would, you can text in a question. Rick's going to help me out. Uh, you can text it to that uh, number on the screen, or you can write it on one of the cards and pass it up front. I'm going to start with this one. Rick, sometimes we don't know what lies we believe. How do we discover and correct these? Well, it goes along with what you said in the beginning of the Word of God. We all have certain beliefs, and what you believe is important, whether it's true or not, because if you believe it, obviously it's affecting your life. The idea is, this is what I believe, and you have to, you have to be open and honest what you believe. What does God say about it? And then we have a choice. We live by chance or we live by choice. And the idea is discerning what God says. If that's truth, sometimes that conflicts with what we believe, but then we have a choice to say, am I going to choose to follow God's way or my way, and where will that take me? So that's one of the reasons we need to be in the Word. And we say that being in the Word is a relationally-based thing, not just an informationally-based thing. So you get in the Word to experience what God is saying, but particularly what He's saying to you. So even Discovery Bible Experience is the idea of helping you discover not that we're going to teach you all the things, but you're going to discover on your own. So it becomes personalized, and it's about the relationship and experience you can have uh, with God. Uh, okay. Someone asked, what do we learn? I'll answer this one. What do we learn in Alpha? How can we grow with it? Alpha is, is kind of sets the groundwork for the fundamentals of the faith. Who is Jesus? Why did, I, why did Jesus die? How can I be sure of my faith? Uh, why should I read the Bible? Uh, why and how should I pray? Who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? How can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? Uh, how can I resist evil? Does God still heal? All these big foundational questions are covered in Alpha. And so if, if that's kind of where you're at, I'd encourage you to be a part of Alpha this, this Wednesday. Um, how about this? Rick, help us discern between soul and spirit. I think you ought to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy. That's a tough one. Yeah. I'm there's, a think lot of different, there's a lot of different uh, people going to have a different perspective on that one. For yeah. Sure. I'm going to give you this one while I ponder this. Why can't I just read the Bible like any other book? Because it's not like any other book is the primary mm -hmm. reason. The fact that we call it a book is actually part of our problem because we tend to treat it as a book, as information, to, to, to learn, to, to recite or whatever, rather than understand the Bible is kind of a, it's kind of like our link to God. So it's a place to connect with God. I often call the Bible as current conversation with or from God. So it's not, it's not just a book. The reason is we need to prepare us to, to two, several things. What is the Bible? Why did God give it? And what am I doing about it? And that will affect how we approach it. So even the word book sometimes is part of our problem. We want to get beyond it just being a book. We want to get beyond it to see what it is, why God gave it, and what difference it can make in our lives. Okay. Uh, someone asked, if someone is unable to make it tonight 
and can't make it Wednesdays, is there a, a way that the Discovery Bible experience can still be shared? Yes, whoever you are, or if this is one of your questions, uh, contact me, send me an email, or give me a call here at the office. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out a way so that you discover Discovery Bible Experience. And tonight is basically for the facilitator, someone who wants to facilitate this either in your small group or on Wednesday nights. We're going to go over the process, but also uh, in a week or two, we'll break down into small groups and groups of four or five. You're doing part of the processing that we do to get to where we want to get as far as finding something that speaks to you. Rick, how many weeks of attendance are required to get something meaningful out of Discovery Bible Experience? There's, number, no, there's no number of weeks. It's really the follow-through on what you discover. And so there are, sometimes it's not just coverage. We need a, I often say we need to stay with a passage until it affects you. What good does it do if we just accumulate? It becomes information accumulation rather than value formation that affects our lives. It's the process any one time, and the follow-through when you begin to experience in your life makes the difference. I would, I would encourage you, if you're interested in the Discovery Bible experience, or even if you're not, I would encourage you to, to try it for six weeks, uh, and, and I think you'll quickly discover every time you'll find it beneficial. Um, last question. If the right question is more important than answers, how do we learn to ask the right questions? Good question. <laughs> um, a lot of times, uh, learning to what do things mean, what do they imply, uh, it, that's the discovery approach. And sometimes asking a variety of questions is what gets us to it. And asking if you have a question, that is the right question. Because it's enabling us to get into the Word and instead of just looking at it, what is God saying? What does He mean? What can we conclude from this? And a lot of that comes out of, as we learn the Word of God, the issue is learning to ask the right questions. And so one of the results of this process is that when you get in the Bible on your own, you'll begin thinking and asking different questions to get to the core of what God's saying, of which then often is what speaks to you. Very good. Uh, I just want to quickly hit the help us discern between soul and spirit. My, my quick answer to that is the scriptures do not put soul and spirit as synonyms, okay? They're actually two separate things. Um, God is spirit. The scriptures never say God is soul. Um, there's a lot more to be said that I will answer in conjunction with the describe the Trinity question. Um, those are two big ones. <laughs> uh, but whoever asks this question, uh, I'd be happy to talk more about you with that. Um, Oh, one more. Is Alpha only for new Christians, or is it, is it a good class for everyone? It's a good class for everyone. I would encourage everyone to take Alpha, especially so you know what you might invite a newcomer to at some point in your future. All right? Uh, I know everyone will benefit from all the resources we've talked about this morning. Uh, thank you for these questions. Rick? Thank you so much for your ministry to me and your ministry at this church and in the world. Give Rick a big round of applause. We are going to have a congregational meeting. That meeting is going to start in 15 minutes. So uh, after I dismiss, if you are coming to the meeting, you have kids, please get your kids. You can go ahead and bring them on here. They're part of the congregation. Um, and we're not voting on anything, so they can be a part of this. Um, 
And if you have a prayer need of, for any reason, please don't hesitate to come forward. Our prayer people are